Welcome to Crop Watch Podcast, a production of Nebraska Extension. Welcome to the Crop Watch Podcast. I'm your host, Melissa Bartles, a cropping system educator with Nebraska Extension. And today I'll be joined by cropping system educator Michael Sindelar, and we'll be talking about crop residue management. How are you doing today? Well, to be honest, Melissa, I'm a little confused. I feel like I'm in the wrong seat here. Normally, I'm the one that gets to ask the questions instead of the one being grilled. That's right. Harvest is almost over here in Nebraska, and there's just a few fields left out there to harvest. We're going to switch over to residue management, how our producers around Nebraska do that. So what is the importance of crop residue? especially during a season like we just had where we're dealing with some drought and some moisture issues. So the interesting thing is crop residue, when it's left in place, you have two things going on. You have what lays down on the ground and that's referred to kind of as your horizontal residue. Then you have what's standing up and that's your vertical residue. They have kind of different functions. Your horizontal residue protects the soil a lot. Think of it, it's like an impact barrier for when raindrops come and hit it. Rain is a very destructive thing to bare soil. I suggest anybody who has spare time, take a look at those like slow motion raindrop videos on YouTube. They're like little crater impacts created by it. And so to, to, to prevent soil erosion, you want some kind of physical barrier, but we don't have anything growing in our off season. So our physical barrier to prevent that is our horizontal residue you know, you're thinking, okay, well, I'll just flatten everything down and I'll be good. Well, it doesn't quite work out that way. You also need your vertical residue to keep everything in place. And our vertical residue is really important, especially in kind of years like this, our vertical residue, think of it as like a catch. It's standing straight up and its teeth, it's going to catch and it's going to hold our horizontal residue in place so we don't lose it to the wind. And then it's also going to help catch and drift snow into our fields. And when you think about this year, we have a really dry year. So it's really important to try to maximize that snow catch into our fields so that we can get some recharge from any type of snow that we get going into the winter. The other interesting thing, I was talking about horizontal residue as a barrier for water. It doesn't keep it from going in, but it protects it from erosion. But at the same time, very interestingly, it's a barrier for water coming out of the soil. And so it creates a layer in between the residue and the soil surface that has a lot more humidity in it. And it makes it so that there's a lot less moisture lost from the soil being evaporated out of the soil into the air. So that's another important key thing about keeping residue in the place is because it's going to make it so that your soil retains its water more. Now, I know there are some people in the state that are like, oh, well, that's not great. I, I want to get rid of my water on my field as fast as I can for spring. But at the same time, when you summer months, you're going to hurt yourself because you're going to be losing water faster. It really depends on your system. In a dry land system, it's really hard not to have that residue in the place because you're reliant on rain. The years like this year where you don't get it, that residue is just a blessing because it keeps that moisture in your soil a little bit longer compared to fields that don't have it. And then aside from that, from some of the studies that we've done, we've, we've seen where when you aggressively remove, and I'm talking about taking away more than 60% of the residue and we're, we're shredding down and removing the crown stalks. We saw a loss in fields ability to infiltrate water. So that's water entering into the soil. It's harder for water to enter in the soil, enters in at a slower rate. So that's going to increase your risk of erosion and you're not going to get water in, you know, in the spring, we get those five inch rains. 
maybe instead of pulling two, two and a half of those inches in, now you're only pulling in one and a half. That's not great. And then we've also seen our water holding capacity. So this is our soil's ability to store water. So think of it as a storage tank. When we remove that residue aggressively, that storage tank shrank. So now we're storing less water for our crops to use through the year. So those are benefits for why you want to leave that residue in place. And then on, on top of that, there are nutrients in residue, okay? Not all of our nutrients are being lost to green. So normally a lot of our fertility recommendations are made based off of just removing green. Well, when you start removing the residue, you have to start taking into account the nutrients that are in residue. So our nutrients in residue, for every ton of residue that you remove, you're removing about 17 pounds of N from the field, four pounds of phosphorus, 34 pounds of potassium, and about three pounds of sulfur. So that's, you know, some other things that you need to take in consideration when you're removing residue. Yeah. And so you talked a little bit about your vertical and your horizontal residue. Lately, we've been having some pretty strong winds and I've seen a lot of leaves flying around. And so is there a certain height for that horizontal residue or is a little bit enough to hold everything in place? That's a really good question. And it's very hard to answer because it's not just height of residue. Part of that is row orientation. When you get rows that are orientated with the direction of the wind blowing, you're going to lose your residue, even if you have good vertical residue. When you're looking at vertical residue, the taller it is, the better it is for keeping stuff in the field. Now I know that's not necessarily the best thing for equipment operations. When you think about height, maybe think about like what you want to do. Grazing is a great way to take care of some of the height issues as cattle move through the field. They're going to stomp it down in its place, but they do remove some of it. They leave some manure in place with that nutrients in a different form. So, I mean, that's, that's another adjustment for it. I'm dancing around that height. There is no real magic number breakthrough for it, unfortunately. The, the whole idea is that you want to keep something vertical, probably at least, I would say, 12 inches high. Keep stuff in place. Otherwise, you're going to lose everything from your field. One thing I do know from some of the experiments I've been with corn residue, we cut stuff down to the soil level for our stocks. We shredded our stocks down that far. And we left 40% of the residue in the field and then wind removed hundred percent of the residue after we bailed it. So we lost all of our residue just because we didn't have that vertical residue in place. Yes. We have some wind here in Nebraska. All right. So you did talk a little bit about removing that residue. So why are producers interested in removing that residue if it has so many benefits to leaving it in the field? Well, people bale residue primarily as a source of feed for livestock. So that's where we're at a conundrum right now, right? Because in a drought, there's less forages and less feed already generated. So now we need more feed for our cattle and we have less sources. So now people are looking at, well, maybe I can bale the, the stocks out of my field. This is a hard question because there's really no right answer. You kind of have to look at what have you been doing because you can remove quite a bit of residue from a field once and have no issues. What you really get into trouble is where you start removing residue all the time or when you're doing it year after year after year. But yeah, the main reason why people have been bailing residue is 
to, to feed their cattle. And it pains me, there is a small yield bump. There's about a 3% yield increase when you remove residue in most years, except for drought years. Drought years, you actually see a loss in yield. And that's just due to the fact that the soil warms a little bit faster because it's drying out a little bit faster in the spring. So what are the recommendations for removing residue? So the recommendations for removing residue is to keep at least 50% on. I know that's hard. Like what is 50% of the residue that's out in the field? When we look at it for a mass amount, we see about one ton of residue is produced for every 40 bushels of corn. This is generalization. There are some hybrids that may produce more and some hybrids that produce less. We have seen this in some of our research that some of our dryland varieties produce a lot less residue than our center pivot irrigated hybrids that are selected for different parts of our state. So with that, you want to at least probably keep 2.5 tons in your field, two tons definitely. So what is that looking like? You know, you want to get over at least 200 bushels per acre before you start thinking about removing residue. Because of that difference between hybrids between or rain fed and center pivot irrigated, we don't suggest removing residue from rain fed systems because there's just a lot less of it out there. The other thing is thinking of your other erosion factors. When we have steep side slopes, we definitely recommend keeping residue in place in those areas as erosion control. So really the recommendations for removing it is, you know, when you you have an irrigated field that's flat and you're producing over 200 bushels per acre. Try to keep half of that on. That's not the easiest thing to do with equipment. Another strategy is, you know, every other pass. Because sometimes you, people don't have the option of taking 50%. What they have for rakes and balers it takes 100%. So don't take all of the field. Go every other pass. And then if you're continuous corn, take the passes that you didn't take year one and year two and leave behind what you took from year one in year two. How about people that are running cattle on stocks? What I do know from the research I've been part of, cattle don't have 100% efficiency. They leave behind stuff. They trample stuff. There's waste that's left behind them. So even the, the most aggressive grazing, you'll probably see at least 50% of the material left behind. And a lot of what's being left behind is a vertical or like the heavy stock themselves. Uh, cattle are really picky. They're gonna select the stuff that's actually more likely to be lost to the wind first. So that's gonna be like the husk, uh, the cob and the any leftover grain. All right. Is there anything else that you want our listeners to know about crop residue management? Uh, no, not really. Tapped out what I can explain just talking about it. If I wanted to go in more depth, I would need to to show some pictures or something. Great. So do you have any programs that are coming up that are related to this topic that you want our listeners to know about? Well, I I did talk about soil a lot and soil erosion control. I, I am one of those people that am invested in soil health. So I'm part of a team of educators that are working on a statewide soil health conference that's going to be put on by extension. It's going to be the cover crop and soil health conference. And we plan to release this at least via zoom across the state. We're hoping if conditions allow for it to have listening areas across the state. So there might be a place where you can go view it and not have to travel to the main host site. 
And so we're planning to actually do this on February 11th of 2021. We're really keeping our fingers crossed because we want those listening sites so people can come out, watch it and not have to be stuck watching it via Zoom on your computer at home. But yeah, we're still waiting on putting the marketing together for that one. Right. It is a COVID world, forever changing, right? Yes, it's not the same. All right. Well, thank you for joining me today and we'll catch you next time. All right. You have a good one. 